to the Futures podcast from the Futures team here at Birkbeck, University of London. In this podcast, we'll be chatting with industry leaders and top UK employers to hear their advice, uncover what they look for when hiring and share their experiences of their own personal career journeys. We hope you enjoy the show. On this episode of the Futures podcast, we are joined by SEO expert Alina Ghost. Previously working at Tesco's, Debenhams and Carpet Rights and now at Amara Living and hosting her very own podcast all about SEO. So a big welcome and big hello to Alina. Hello, thank you so much for um, letting me join you. I'm so excited. It's lovely to have you here. Um, Should we start off by finding out a little bit more about you? Do you want to tell us more about your story and your career journey? Yeah, sure thing. So um, I guess you mentioned the biggies. Um, yeah, uh, first of all, I do have an SEO podcast called mm-hmm. SEO with Mrs. Ghost. Um, I am in the industry, so the digital marketing industry, about seven, eight years mm-hmm. now. Um, at the moment, I'm SEO manager at Amara, mm-hmm. a luxury interiors brand, so we sell like designer homewares. Okay. Uh, before that, I was at Tesco, um, before that, I was at Debenhams, etc. Um, always I was doing SEO, mm-hmm. although it has evolved dramatically mm-hmm. in the past years, as you may know, so algorithm changes makes everything change, yes. like of a snap of a finger, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I guess I have always had an interest in the whole digital side yeah. of things. Okay, so I've got a lot of questions around <laughs> around SEO in your career, but should we start with how you how you got into SEO? How did it all start? Yeah, sure thing. So I actually always did an English literature degree. Uh-huh. So it's funny how I ended up in the whole mm-hmm. digital world, yeah. right? But it does make sense in the sense that I went from English literature to doing a lot of editing online. Yeah. Um, at which point I was doing a lot of SEO in terms of like those keywords mm-hmm. and the content side of things. So I ended up doing a lot of writing, so from product descriptions to blog writing. And then along the way, I just ended up learning the whole technical mm-hmm. side. So I guess, probably it should have been my first question. <laughs> um, what is SEO? There's so many acronyms <laughs> that get thrown around, but what actually is it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people refer to it as natural traffic okay. or organic traffic. And the reason for that is because it's usually put side by side with PPC, otherwise known as pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you pay for in order to get the clicks to your site, whereas organic or SEO is a way and a strategy to ensure that traffic comes to you without actually paying so essentially, the strategy is more ongoing, it's mm-hmm. more long term, Okay. whereas the PPC, you get the exact return very quickly. Okay, makes sense. So what does, what does a career actually look like in SEO? So what do you actually do on your day to day? Yeah, I guess as a manager, I need to ensure that all the projects are um, done, <laughs> yeah. but then there's also a variety of things to ensure that you know what is going well or going wrong with your site so that mm-hmm. you can um, make do do more of the good stuff and then make sure that all the issues are fixed when it's like negatively impacting your site. Okay. Um, obviously along the way I did a number of things at Carpet Right I did a mix of blog writing to product descriptions mm-hmm. which is a lot of like 
keyword research um, and then when I moved over to Debenhams that was more of a link building strategy yeah. where I had to speak to a lot of um, influencers, a lot of bloggers in order to get those links back mm -hmm. by offering them either vouchers or products okay. um, and then at Tesco it was more of like a consultancy um, role in the sense that there's so many people at Tesco, it was just mm -hmm. a matter of educating them to make them understand why organic was so important. Yeah. So it just depends on the business that you're in, really. Yeah. And I guess it's something that's it's necessary across a lot of industries. It's not a lot of people think that if they want to, to work in SEO, then they need to work for a marketing company. But obviously you've proven that it's okay. across industries and across every company, basically. Definitely. Um, anybody with a website mm -hmm. will need SEO. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, I specialise in like the whole e-commerce e side of things. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, you still need to attract that traffic mm -hmm. and if you've got a website that's a way to do it okay and obviously you've worked at um, big corporates like like tesco how does that differ from working at smaller companies yeah um i think that's a really good question <laughs> in the sense that currently at amara mm -hmm. i have a lot of flexibility to get things done really quickly yeah especially when it comes to the technical side of things so we have a platform that's custom built, okay. whereas at Tesco I had to wait six months to wow. fix one issue and that was losing us a lot of traffic and a lot of money, yeah. but at the same time they have priorities mm -hmm. and it's a matter of understanding the organisation and the business. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just have to be patient. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and at, at Tesco, did you find yourself having to go through kind of a lot of people to get to where you wanted to actually get to? Yes, exactly. Uh, a lot of the time it's understanding what is valuable to a business. Mm -hmm. Usually it, that means money. Um, a lot of the time it could be newsletter subscribers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so databases, um, emails, um, average order value. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day it is money though. So if you can transfer traffic equals an estimate amount of this much money because of yeah. the average order value of conversion, mm -hmm. then that's a much stronger argument to go to somebody at Tesco and say, actually, I think this input or this change yeah. will mean X amount. Okay. And do you find, um, this might be a bit of a silly question, but do you find it's, it's very data-driven, I'm assuming, and it's all about kind of looking at the stats and understanding how that then generates money? Yeah, I think... <laughs> There's different sections to SEO, so mm -hmm. it very much depends on what level you're in as well. So if you go in junior level, a lot mm -hmm. of the time you don't have to worry about most of those numbers. Obviously, it's great if you're tech savvy yes. and stat savvy, but if, let's say, you are in a junior position, mm -hmm. you could be just doing like the influencer outreach part of things. Okay. Or you could be writing the content with keywords in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, as long as you, let's say if you want personal growth, I would recommend, yes, make sure that you know your Google Analytics, yeah. you know your stats where you can find them from like Site Catalyst, for mm -hmm. example, or any other tools that are available. Even Facebook have stats these days. Yeah, so it's not something that you need to know when you start out a career in SEO, it's something that you can develop. Exactly. Uh, it's... Uh, Definitely something that you can get used to. I'm mm -hmm. not a numbers person. I have to train myself yeah. to be a numbers so person. So it's possible. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and 
How did you find, obviously, like um, you said that you studied English at university, how did that then transfer? Did you, were you surprised at how many transferable skills you had from your degree? Yes, definitely. Um, I think it's, it's very unexpected, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, I grew up in a digital world, let's say, um, yeah. and then bringing those words into that digital side and actually understanding how the two merge. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's about getting into your customer's mind to understand how they're searching for something. And yeah. if you are a similar customer, you, you are a person at the end of the day, you can understand that and put yourself in their shoes quite mm-hmm. quickly. Interesting. And for, for students looking to get into SEO, where, where do they start? Yeah, you can start in, with a number of things. Mm-hmm. I would recommend starting your own blog or okay. your own platform. It's a way to show off that you do and don't mind opening up yourself to that digital world mm-hmm. in the sense that you do need to be tech savvy at least a tiny bit. Um, that way you can also show off your writing. Yeah. You can optimize your pages from the keywords to the metadata, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et so what when you say start a blog, what do you recommend people start writing a blog on? Because I guess that's one of the hardest things with writing a blog, isn't it? Is where do I actually start? What what do I write about? What do I write about that is gonna be of interest to other people? I think always start with something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be any particular topic. Like you don't have to do digital marketing. You yeah. can do if you're interested in fashion, do fashion. If you're interested in let's say gaming, do a gaming one. Yeah. If it's something just like product reviews, that's also great. It's just a matter of showcasing your skills mm-hmm. in a different manner. It's it's basically showing that you have transferable skills no matter what you're showcasing. And other, other than starting a blog, what else do you think really stands out on a CV and shows that they're really excited and really eager to start their career? I, I often see people doing extra things apart from their studying. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, a, a matter of motivating yourself to do something it could be, if it's not an extra blog, it could be you volunteering for a charity, mm-hmm. for example. But... Uh, something that I was going to say is really great is actually showing that you've done your research yes. about the brand. You shouldn't be going into a brand and just, um, let's say, being a bit desperate for a job mm-hmm. is showing that you actually want that specific job and not any job. Yeah, and how, how do they show that? I guess it's a very easy thing mm. for us to say, yeah, you need to do your research, you need to demonstrate that you've done your research, but... How can they pitch that in an application form or in a CV? Uh, I think it's a matter of reading the job spec. Yes. Reading it and reading it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Understanding what skills they actually want mm-hmm. and showcasing, saying, I did this and the reason I actually added it is because I think it's transferable to this point that you've mentioned in your job spec. Yeah, that follows on quite well, actually. I was going to say, when you say <laughs> that you want to see things like charity work, um, or things outside of their studies, quite often it's whether or not they put that charity work on their CV because yeah. is it relevant? Is it necessary for this role? So like you say, I think it is about understanding why it's relevant and making it clear yeah. why you're including it and why you're talking about it. Exactly. Um, so I guess your proof that students don't have to have studied marketing. Exactly. Do you believe that students can come from any degree field? Do you think there are certain programs that are tailored towards a career in SEO? Yeah, I think 
Oh, all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a mix. Um, if you have transferable skills, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to have studied a digital marketing course. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're happy to work hard and work your way from a junior position onwards, yeah. I definitely think that you can be coming from anywhere and actually getting a good position. Mm-hmm. So it's that eagerness to learn yes. that can stand for just as much as uh, directly relevant study. Exactly, especially in a junior position, that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I look forward to. I'd say two things. Firstly, that they've researched the brand. Yeah. And the second is that they have skills um, that show that they're quick learners mm-hmm. and that they're eager to learn. Yeah. And so a lot of our students um, may be studying to have a career change. So they want to go and study something, um, go and work in a completely different industry and do something completely different. But they may already be at quite a senior position in their career, so they might have 10 or 15 years professional experience already. How would you say to them to, to pitch their skills so that they don't have to necessarily come in and start right at the bottom? Yeah, I think it's a matter of showcasing that you do have experience. Mm-hmm. You can say, yes, it's not, let's say, an expert SEO person, mm-hmm. but I have all these skills and this understanding that if I come into this position, this is what I can offer you and your business. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you do your research right and you actually know the field, yeah, I'm assuming that's why you are looking for that career change that they're wanting to actually come to a position that mm-hmm. they know more about through yeah. the study, therefore they will be able to show the transferable skills that way. Is there any specific transferable skills that you would look for, obviously aside from what we're just saying about being really eager to learn, what else would you say is quite kind of key that you would look for from transferable skills? Yeah, if it's that higher up position, I'd say um, you need to ensure that you do know your numbers and what's important to the business. Making sure that it's like um, more project management and mm-hmm. strategy led. Yeah. So what can you show that you can actually do a good strategy? Have you got any proof in your other positions? Mm-hmm. But even though they're not SEO, you can still prove and say, look, this is a strategy that I've put together myself. I undertook it and this is what the results were at the end of the yeah. day. Okay, and for students that um, might not have UK experience, Mm -hmm. so say if they've worked in SEO in in Germany, does that translate quite well over here, I'm assuming, because it is quite number-based? Yeah, It's easier to translate. Um, It's it's not just the fact that it's numbers. I think the algorithm, the fact that Google is global. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Search engines are global, Mm -hmm. but Google being one of the biggest, um, that's why I've been focusing on that, but... Um, yeah, like the algorithm has a certain amount of rules, so obviously it's a matter of understanding these rules might be ideal for Germany, mm-hmm. and you can say I've been focusing on that, on the international side of things, but I also know that this, this, and that is relevant for the UK too, mm-hmm. so it could be a mix really, as long as you are aware of the differences. Yes. It's often different for different industries, mm-hmm. not just international, so... Yes, and I guess that, that can, it can work both ways as well if you're working for a company that operates globally, having yeah. some experience working in another country yeah. can have a big impact and really benefit you and the company there as well. So when you're, when you're hiring, aside, for, aside from looking at people that have done their research and are eager to learn, what, what key things 
do you look for when you're hiring? Good question. Um, I guess it depends on the position. Mm -hmm. um, I do often find that it's harder to find somebody more technically minded. Mm -hmm. So those people who are happy to delve into um, the geeky world <laughs> like numbers yeah. and web development. So I definitely think that that's lacking. Mm -hmm. So if you can prove your skills in that yeah. area, I think you'll definitely be at an advantage. How, how is that something that you test in an interview? Yeah, um, you can ask specific technical questions <laughs> that are more SEO based. So from like, let's say redirects, um, canonicals, I don't want to go too into it and just um, tell you some jargon. <laughs> basically, it's a matter of um, understanding the basic SEO um, from a technical perspective, mm -hmm. uh, understanding the terminology which you can find online, and making sure that you're familiar with it, understanding what it does on the site. So, uh, going back to your question, I just ask a few questions. Mm -hmm. You can also see if somebody does have a blog, what they are currently doing on yeah. their blog with that. Okay, and I guess an easier question sometimes because it's hard to to go through the tips and advice that you would give people but what are some of the really silly mistakes that you've seen on applications or CVs and interviews that people should avoid? Yeah I think it's the obvious firstly grammar yeah secondly is just making sure that what you include is actually relevant for mm -hmm. the position and not just um, put in there just because you've done it like if it's relevant add it in at the end of the day there are a lot of applications going through so the easier you can make it for the recruiter the better you, or more likely you are to get through to that mm -hmm. next round um, I'd say don't go overboard so um, although I have had someone who I've picked mm -hmm. for the team who wrote a lot like essays and more artistic way of writing okay it was very much um, a dubious, let's say. So I'd say try and not stray too far if you are quite creative mm -hmm. in your writing. What made you, um, <laughs> what made you, I guess, interview that candidate to start with, even though? <laughs> um, it was interesting in the sense okay. that it sounded quite, um, um, another word for big-headed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically it just sounded a bit like too ambitious or maybe they were trying to be more philosophical okay think so it was more to see what this person was really like mm -hmm. because they did have the right skills yeah it was just within like these philosophical writing maybe to make that person stand out but at the same time i just say just make sure that you reel that back and not do that mm. too much but if you do have something that makes you stand out yeah and i definitely think that's that's a good way forward. Yeah, I think it's definitely that balance. A lot of people hold back because their their fear is that they're going to be too big headed. But yeah. equally, you need to you need to showcase everything you've done. Exactly. So it's it's a very hard balance, it I think, hard. to achieve. Um. So if you were to go back and start your career again, graduate <laughs> from uni and have the have the big wide world in front of you, what would be your number one piece of advice to your to your younger self? That's a tough question. Um, I'd say be patient. Okay. At the end of the day, a lot of recruitment, whether you like it or not, is a matter of ensuring that the person who's coming in mm -hmm. can actually fit within the team. A lot of the time, it might not be anything personal, but it's ensuring that your skills, 
and what you, like who you are, what you can bring to the business mm-hmm. fits in. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to be at the right place at the right time. And don't get me wrong, I got my first junior position about a year after I actually graduated. Okay. In between which I was doing waitressing, I was doing part-time work at a retailer. Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of working hard. I also did volunteering for a charity called CALM, so Campaign okay. Against Living Miserably. Mm-hmm. I was their editor for a few months. So it's just a matter of putting yourself out there, trying new things and being at the right place. Yeah, right I think I think that's a really good point and that's been a very common theme as well amongst all of our, all of our podca- podcast episodes because so many people look at a job spec and think, yeah, that's what I want to do, yeah. but then they ignore the, the cultural fit and whether or not that's a company that yeah. they want to work in. And not just the company, uh, think about times. Yeah. So like how long will you be travelling to the to the company? Mm-hmm. How long will you actually be at the company? Do you need to put extra hours? And things like that. It's things that you should be thinking about, the work-life balance. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a real difficult one. And one last question, which I'm really interested to hear, because I've learned a lot about SEO. Um, what is what's your favourite thing about working in SEO? Um, that's easy for me. <laughs> I love the fact that everybody in the SEO, SEO industry shares. So this might have not been the case about ten years ago, mm-hmm. but now people are so eager to help each other. Yeah, they're on Twitter. People are on LinkedIn. People have loads of blogs and journals and podcasts. Okay, it's just a matter of sharing what you find works Mm -hmm. because it doesn't necessarily mean that your competitor will find the exact same thing works for them yes and at the same time it depends on like the um bigness (laughs) of the company in the Mm -hmm. sense that if they are somebody like tesco it might take them months and months to make a a change compared to a smaller retailer who's more nimble Mm -hmm. to make a change quite quickly so and I guess having having an industry like that where people are willing to help help each other is also great for people looking to start a career in that industry because there's lots of people that they can go to and ask for questions. Yeah, like anything these days, if you want to learn, you can find everything online. So yeah. it's like learning how to DIY, just go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same with SEO. If you want to put a blog together, you've got so many guides that you can yeah. look for. And so I guess that also follows on nicely. So if you do want to find out more about SEO, then obviously Alina has a podcast. And um, where can people find your podcast? Yeah, so you can go to aghost.co.uk. So that's my website. Mm-hmm. Or you can find me on Twitter using at Mrs. Alina Ghost. Um, so hopefully I'll see you there. If you want to email me at any point, use SEO with Mrs. Ghost at gmail.com. Great. Well, it's been lovely chatting to you, and thank you for telling us more about SEO. Um, like Alina just said, if you've got any more questions, um, then obviously feel free to drop her an email, or you can also drop us an email at talent at bbk.ac.uk. Thank you, and thank you very much for joining us on the show. Amazing. Thanks so much. That's all from us today. Thanks for listening to the Futures Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next time.